Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Alien CEO Needs a Nanny by Tasha Black. If you think CEOs on Earth suck, wait till you see what's going down at Jar Jar Binks' palace on Earthlax. Welcome back to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading a book called Alien CEO Needs a Nanny, book four in the Alien Nanny Agency series by Tasha Black. Welcome back, folks. It's another thrilling episode of Let's Stop There. And this week, we're doing a requested book by the one and only constructor in our Let's Stop There Discord, patreon.com slash let's stop there. $5 a month, you can join request books we will read them about 10 to 15 percent of the time we request them uh before we get into it we have a little housekeeping to take care of we announced this on our last patreon episode so he's already in the groove we have hired help we have no 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 we haven't hired anyone well what do you mean we haven't we hired, hired anyone. kind of belittling him before he even gets an introduction we no, didn't hire him belittling we... him by making him seem like he's an employee and not a part of the team what's you can be both i'm an employee aren't i no. I make, Do you get paid? I, 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 supposedly. There's a bank account with money with my name on it. I got a $1,000 bonus this year for Christmas from the boss. You got a bonus. Jesus Christ. Wow, you're a real miser. Okay, fuck, <laughs> shut up. All right, there's a new person on our team, a fourth member of the Let's Stop There family. The, the triangle has become a big square. We have Phil Karstetter as our new producer slash ombudsman fact checker, fourth mic. Phil, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. You're you're uh you're welcome. Are uh, you an employee or a teammate? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> the terms of the contract were unclear. The only reason they are unclear is because uh well Phil's our friend, so he probably would have just done it for free anyway, but rest assured, he will get a cut of whatever we make when we find gold. Ganesh is saying employee and teammate as if he were the boss. No. Austin implied that we are employees. I said we're all one big team. We are. If you have, you're using kind of union busting tactics here. It sounds like to me. Is there? We're a of, family here. Let's stop there. Uh huh. Family. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, Phil he was our live producer on our Twitch stream live episode many moons ago. So he's frankly been a part of the Let's Stop There universe for quite a while. But yeah, he will. He'll be taking a, a bigger role and will be available at our discretion. If we need any kind of fact-checking or live reactions, quick Googling. Uh, I do it all. He bangs, he Googles, he altivistas, he asks Jeeves. Jeeves, Jeeves yep. is at his disposal. So that's that. If you want to, he's, uh, he's seasoned already. Last episode was his first episode on the Patreon, which, by the way, a barn burner. Disgusting. Nastiest book we ever read in our lives. People on the Discord are losing their cool about it. Uh, honestly, I thought we might lose customers. So I, the signups are through the roof. I don't know. These people are nasty. What is it called? Uh, what was that called? Wild Oat Milk. Wild Oat Milk, which honestly doesn't really sell how disgusting it was. Yeah, it's not the oat milk you want. Probably the worst I felt after an episode. But also best. It was empowering to hear something so awful come out of my friend's lips. Uh, okay, that's it. What else is new? How's it going, folks? What's uh, We're starting late today because Ganesh ordered a big pizza pie and it took a long time to get here. How was the pizza, Ganesh? What was on it? Cold. Wow. Oh, not even worth it, huh? It showed up very cold, but tasted good. What was that guy doing? Lollygagging? Some dude just walked up with my pizza like if you didn't have a vehicle. Nah. So he walked. It's like 20 degrees outside. I mean, I think he parked a car somewhere, thought he was at the right address, realized he wasn't, and then... 
just kept walking until he got to me. I mean, to be fair, you kind of live at like a spooky dead end. It's hard to get your car in and out of there. But yeah, all right. Well, bad cold pizza. Okay. What was on it? Pep? Mush? I personally got uh, plain cheese. All that for all plain that? cheese? Jesus. That is upsetting. Truly. Yeah, that's really. There was a Supreme pizza also ordered that I did not partake in. Yeah, who's Supreme for your baby? I was feeling cheese. Okay. Who is Supreme for son? Junior? The Supreme was for everyone else. Who's everyone? How many people <laughs> are in here? Just your wife? Yeah. You and, got other and guests? My mother-in-law is also here. She's here? Wow. And son. Wow. What do you tell your mother-in-law when you have to scamper away to do the podcast? <laughs> I told her. I got to go read dirty books to my friends. You actually tell people you do a pot? You say podcast? Yeah, what? They're going to go seek it out and find it? You say I do a podcast? Well, not with pride, but I do say it. Like, as a matter of fact, you know. I say record. Can I tell you a funny thing that happened to me today along these lines? Uh, sometimes at work I have to do, like, trainings for people, right? And I'll, like, share my screen. And I forgot to hide my bookmarks bar. And on my screen was a big Let's Stop There link in my bookmarks bar. Because, of course, I have our own podcast as no. my first bookmark. In the bookmarks bar. You bookmarked what? Like our homepage? No, the pocket cast link. Either, oh. It's neither here nor there. So anyway, what I did this training. I was like, hopefully nobody notices. And they're like, hey, can you share the recording of that training out to like 100 people? And I was like, no fucking way. I pulled that recording into Premiere and put a big gray box over top of Let's Stop There. I was like, no chance. Am I sending this out? You just try to affect your own shit right there. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. That's They can't see it. It's got a big box on it. You blurred it out. I blurred it. I... Why would you put the box over just that one? Why wouldn't you cover the whole bookmark bar? Because the rest are just folders. That's fine. Right. But now you're just drawing attention and people are going to be like, what's under that gray box? Think of what are they going to do? They'll never know. Unless they caught the live show and took a, a screenshot, they'll never know what was there. They'll think it's something way worse than what it actually is. That's all I'm saying. They're going to think it's porno now. Yeah. That's yeah you, <laughs> I blocked out a link that just says like, Big dick pornos. Austin is an X videos guy. Pornhub is your number one bookmark on your work <laughs> it's computer. Just Pornhub. It's like the most vanilla porn link. Just Pornhub homepage. He's <laughs> no, his porn.com or sex.com. Yeah. Playboy.com. Whitehouse.com. Remember that one uh, yeah. back in the day? Yeah, I do. You used to be able to trick your social studies teacher into going to whitehouse.com. Yeah, and lemon party. Well, yeah. That's, you don't want to pull that one up in class. Yeah, anyway, just a little story to show how ashamed I am of this podcast. Uh, afraid to tell anybody I do it. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Well, I'm glad your mother-in-law and wife got a big cold Supreme pizza for dinner. He's a man that provides, you know. I mean, he's the, the provider's <laughs> home. Oh, uh, there's a sad man walking a big cold pizza <laughs> to our door. Wow, big strong husband. <laughs> Brought home the bacon today. <laughs> Times uh, have changed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. That poor guy trudging around. Yeah, it's fucking freezing cold out there. There's still ice on the ground. I was slipping and sliding yesterday walking around. I don't know. I've had a bad couple of days. I've had uh, some severe food poisoning or something. I don't, It's been rough. We went over to Ganesha's for the Super Bowl, and we went bananas on dips. We had a dip off. We ate nearly five dips. Six dips? Let's see. Let's count them. We had oh, a seven-layer dip. Yep. That's like basically seven dips. So. We had a... A kimchi queso. Damn, there was kimchi in there? We had a black bean dip. Yeah. We had a ranch dip. Oh, I think that's the killer. We had a spinach artichoke dip. Uh-huh. And then we had a blue cheese dip for wings. buffalo wings. Yeah, it was dip heavy, dip forward. Uh, and the dips were good, but I made the mistake of eating leftover dips the next day. After they were out for a generous number of hours at the party the night before. Yeah, they were out for like five hours. And also, my, I think my cat got into your spinach artichoke dip, if I recall. Yeah, he did. I ignored it. I ate it anyway. And then uh, you ate that again the yeah, next I day? Yeah, I ate it the next day. Uh, oh. <laughs> did you at least reheat it? Nope. I ate it cold. <laughs> no. Okay. See, that's it. The, there it is. I did this in the most repulsive way possible. If you nuked it for uh, just a minute, no food poisoning. Also, on top of this, you're, I mean, I'm not casting any aspersions. I came on my own volition, but your son also had some sort of stomach ailment. There's a lot of stuff in the air that night that spelled disaster for my tummy. And the next day, it was a laser show in the bathroom. Did you, wait, wait, hold up. Huh? Did you interact with my son at all? I came pretty close to him. Did he touch you? He didn't touch me, but famously, <laughs> you don't need to touch to share germs. Austin's getting pretty litigious about this. <laughs> I've been in touch with my uh, representation. And honestly, you never would have noticed had I not sent you that text in the first place before you came over warning you. 
I'm not. I, just, I literally just said I'm not blaming you. I can't. Right. You literally, you did warn. You sent a nice, lovely text that said, "Hey, just a heads up, my son is spewing." Were your exact words? Spewing. Yeah. I've made sure to note this in my deposition. Spewing is what you said. He said the same to me. I think he copied and pasted. His he must have. Mess. He had. He ran it by his lawyers first. He got the. He got the boilerplate down. They gave the green light on spew. They're like, yeah, spew is appropriate. Your son was spewing. I said, okay. I came over. Twenty four hours later, I'm spewing out of multiple ends. It was just. A, it was bad. Uh, yeah, I hit rock bottom. I was in a bad way. At one point, you know what? No, we've talked about poop too much on this podcast. No, we can't. We can't do it every every week. I can't do it again. But I'll just have you know, I ended up in my worst nightmare, which was shirt on, butt out on the floor. And that's not <laughs> that's not what I like. <laughs> wait, wait, hold up. What shirt on, butt out on the floor, like curled up in a ball? Yeah, like collapsed on the bathroom floor. Well, uh, you fetaled it, huh? I fetaled it. Yep. It's like that song from the 90s. It's like lying naked on the floor. That was you. It was a, a the least sexy Natalie Imbruglia move you could pull. Or like face down, ass up. Yeah, face down, ass up. That's the way I like to blow it out. Chuck well, would be good. Chuck, yeah. I, 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 okay. God damn. Screwed that up. All right, we can't do this anymore. <sighs> yeah, we're not talking about poop. That's, we need to take a moratorium on poop, I, perhaps, I think. Somebody pointed out in the show that we have like gone four openings in a row talking about poop. That's It's not our poop, usually. This time it is. This but... time it is. I had a testimonial I had to give. Anyway, if, you, if I run away from the podcast, just know something bad's going on. You're still ailing? You're not at 100%. You take like some steroids or something? Yeah, I've been on I've been on a healthy round of steroids. <laughs> All right. No, I'm not on steroids. I feel fine. It's just I I don't want you pulling anything during this podcast. My main symptom at this point is I was going at it so hard the other day that my ribs hurt. Like my my I feel like I do crunches, but I didn't. I was just wow spewing. Well, that's a workout though. It was. That's the new diet. If your core hurts, that's hey, it's not all bad. I come out of this with a six pack. You never know. All right, that's the last we'll be talking about BMs tonight. That's my word. Okay, what are we? Oh, we're way past personal time, and I filled up most of it with nasty stuff. I apologize. Uh, okay. Anything else? Book. Book time. Book time. Anything else from anyone else? Anything? Me? Uh, no. Book. Book. Okay. Book time. All right. Alien CEO needs a nanny by Tasha Black. Ganesh, give us the goods. What's the synopsis? Alien CEO needs a nanny. Alien nanny agency book number four. What? Why don't we start with number four? Why don't we ever start with one? I want to get on the ground floor on one of these. We did that. We did Fat Vampire one. Remember? Yeah, those got old. And now it's a TV show, so we can't do it or it'll be turned into a TV show. That's true. They never acknowledge, so let's stop there. Bump. This CEO is about to learn that you can't balance the book of love. Dorian Stark. It's a powerful man who runs the biggest business empire on the planet. Days in the office blend into nights as he does what he's best at, calculating profit and making acquisitions. It's a cutthroat game and it doesn't leave time for anything that doesn't affect the bottom line like romance. When Duran decides it's time to be a father. You could have figured out how to say that name. <laughs> it's an alien name, dude. There's a lot of letters in it. Oh, yeah? It's like Gooner from last week. He naturally chooses the most successful surrogate agency in the galaxy, but for once his calculations don't add up. From the very first moment he holds baby Nico in his arms, Duran is overwhelmed with brand new feelings that leave him questioning everything. I like that last one. That was good. The way you're saying, I don't know. It's just it's evoking a weird feeling in my... Duh. Doran. I don't know if it's the po food poisoning, but my stomach tingles when you say that name. That's horniness. Oh. Mila Jensen has always counted herself lucky, but when her parents' livestock farm on Terra 11 is sabotaged, she has no choice but to find work off planet. Imagine having a crazy stomach bug and just really horny. <laughs> turns out, I went to the doctor, it turns out I was just horny. I was hor I had I was hormy. I had terminal horminess. A nanny job seems like the perfect fit. After all, she's bottle fed orphaned field vacca. Excuse me? How different can babysitting be? That sounds not good. Uh -uh. Mila doesn't anticipate her employer's wild mood swings or the deep current of attraction and sympathy she will feel for him. In spite of his unimaginable wealth, yada yada yada, bing bang bong. Are they gonna fall in love? Let's find out. Who cares? I just realized we didn't, I had one question I didn't get to ask, which was Phil last week came in hot on a really nasty episode. Do you feel like you're ready for anything now? Yes. Okay. 
That's all I needed to hear, baby. <laughs> That's great. That's a team member. That's a team player. That's a guy who does it for the love of the game, not a paycheck. An employee would have a... Would have been more hesitant. Yeah, that's right. Phil, I'm going to need a fact check real quick. Okay. Not even fact check. I just have a question. Yeah. <laughs> Can you sue someone if they get you sick? Like just a, like a cold? Oh, you mean like a stomach butt? Can I sue your son? Baby's first lawsuit. Hannah v. Sarma. <laughs> it seems like my sources have only um, tailored this to COVID-19. Okay. Well, if you type in tummy troubles. I will. But apparently, if somebody gives you COVID-19, um, that case has no chance of succeeding. Wow. Almost no chance right. of succeeding. Whoa. Almost. Look at that. Almost. It could be a ticking time bomb. Right. We can continue. And I feel um, free and clear. You might want to put some money in escrow just in case. All right. Well, I feel like we've got something settled. And you think you can out-litigate me? <laughs> <laughs> Hell, we almost got out-litigated by that damn author of that sci-fi book. We no, you guys caved like a bunch of cowards. Because we didn't even want to do the book. <laughs> we caved, and eventually so did you. <laughs> you put up a little bit of a fight. I got peer pressure, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we were tough talk. We wilted when, when the lawyers came calling. It was like our fifth episode, so. Yeah. Oh, we came. That was a good year. We didn't have the stones. AV Club, first lawsuit. It's been all downhill from there. Nothing's been going on since then. Just read a bunch of boys getting horny reading erotica and having tummy aches. Read a lot of jack off material since then, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jack off material. Okay. That's right. Oh, well, I hope we get some here today. Alien CEO Needs a Nanny uh, by Tasha Black. And you will kick it off right after the break. We are back with Alien CEO Needs a Nanny by Tasha Black. Let's go kick it off, Ganesh. Chapter one, page one, Alien CEO Needs a Nanny, Alien Nanny Agency, book number four. Here we go. <laughs> Chapter one, Mila. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. Mila's uh, perspective. Jesus, page one? <laughs> Paragraph one, word one. Page God, one. Good Lord. <laughs> Mila Jensen was heading off for a tea break with the other nannies in training when a hand grabbed her shoulder, jerking her unceremoniously back into the session room. Miss Jensen, the owner of the hand said in a gruff male tone, come with me. That does sound like a really masculine dude. She managed to hold in a gasp of surprise and turned to see the big hairy form of Lazord, oh, the personal assistant to Madam Bank. Madam Bank ran the nanny agency, and all the girls in training were a little afraid of her. Lazord, on the other hand, was normally the sweetest, gentlest soul. But there was panic in the big Bergalian's eyes this afternoon. Oh, you scared me half to death. Oh, this is going to be a very uh, trepidatious journey here with all these alien names. I like it. I like a good sci-fi book with a lot of uh, universe building that we missed in the yeah. first three books. <laughs> yeah, I love jumping in halfway through and being like, what are all these different creatures? Lazord is so sweet. That's the beauty of our podcast. I'm imagining Lazord is sort of a Bigfoot cop kind of guy. I think he's a dragon-headed fella. He's hairy. I think know he's like much. a- He's a mammal. Like a- Oh, he's hairy? Isn't that what they said? Hairy for him? All right. I'm just picturing a big ball of hair. Isn't there like a Looney Tunes character that's kind of like that? Yeah, the big red hairy dude. Yeah. Or, or cousin It from the Adams Family. Anyway, good one. You have to come with me. He repeated, his deep voice pitched slightly higher than usual. Madam Bank needs you in her office now. Oh yeah, of course. Let me grab my bag. He frowned as if he was uncertain whether he had two seconds to let her grab it. And that was when she started to feel anxious herself. She swiped the bag off the bench and marched with him toward the chutes, the management floors. The main level of the training center was made up of mostly large open spaces that mimicked parks and homes. There was even a medical station where the trainees could take turns learning first aid techniques for various intergalactic species. Mila knew where the offices were, of course, but she'd never been there, and as far as she knew, no one had. Madam Bank came down twice each day to take a brisk in-person tour of the training grounds, and a live camera feed supplied her with everything else she needed to know about her trainees. Uh, this feels like a lot of description for the fourth book, yeah. Don't we know? Aren't we supposed to know? The layout? Maybe it's a fan favorite. They love hearing about Mrs. Bank and her uh, uh, office supply closet and her people. <laughs> Mrs. Bank and Mrs. Bank staplers and pens. What happens upstairs stays upstairs. Lazard indicated the open express chute to Mila. 
She sucked in a deep breath and prayed to the gods to stop her from screaming for the second time in two minutes. Back on Terra 11, her family had been extraordinarily fortunate to run a successful farm for most of her life. While she had been one of the lucky few there who never had to go hungry, things like elevator shoots were new for her. Can you imagine just being sucked up into a big tube? Yeah, that was in my special bookmark that I had to hide. I went to the bank as a kid. I've seen the tube. <laughs> and I went in the tube. <laughs> if I was good, I could put my hand in the tube. <laughs> Mama put me in the tube. They didn't send candy through the tube back then. You had to go through the tube to get it and come back. <laughs> and though she loved many of the luxurious contraptions. You remember that? Sorry to just keep yeah, talking the about candy. the tube, but man, that candy coming through that tube. That tube comes out and there's a little lollipop. Oh, yeah. Hold up. You were getting candy through the tube? Yes. Yeah. You weren't? You had to cause a ruckus in the car so they could hear yeah. that there were kids in the car. That's right. You had to be screaming and yelling and throwing stuff. Damn. You never got candy through the tube? No. Did you go to the tube? Yeah, we went to the tube. What'd they give you? Nothing? No. He was a bad boy. He must have been a bad kid. You had to be a good boy to get the candy. They saw it right through the window. Bad kid. Was that kid. tube? Was that for deposits? Making deposits? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do they still have that? Can you still do the tube? I don't know. Yeah, I hate to break it to you guys, but I've had this exact same conversation almost word <laughs> for word, like this uh, almost 100 episodes ago. It's only oh. been seven years of this podcast. Eventually, you're going to talk about the bank's pneumatic tubes more I'm than once. I'm sorry, but like those those tubes like were kind of like the best part of my whole thing growing I'm up. I'm sure we've said this, but I just feel like the pneumatic tube is an underutilized technology. I would love yep. to zip around town on a pneumatic tube with a big lollipop in my mouth. Yeah. These are the same words yeah. you said last time. Well, yeah. my brain still works the same. I want to ride that beautiful tube. Maybe this is just tummy ache talk. Maybe you had a tummy ache when we were talking about these tubes. I think if you got on one of those tubes with a tummy ache, you would shit your pants. It might get me right as rain. I'd pop out feeling like a million bucks. And after I pop out, all my insides would pop out right behind me. Anyway, sorry to talk about the tube again. Thanks for keeping me honest. To her intense relief, Lazor. Don't want to tread the same ground again. We talk about poop some more for another <laughs> 10 episodes. <sighs> All right. We could become the tube guys. Just talk about the pneumatic tubes every wow. episode. Put a hard P on it. Good word. I put a pneumatic tube. All right. That's good enough. I apologize about talking tube. Back at it. Lazor would never choose to be smushed with her in a shoot if he thought waiting for his own was an option. Lazord scanned his bracelet and the discs they stood on shot into the air as if it were spring-loaded. Mila, too terrified to scream, clung shamelessly to Lazord's furry arms. Are you okay? Please don't throw up, she pleaded inwardly. Please don't throw up. Lazord said out loud, we don't have time. That deserves a laugh track, a laugh from the audience. It's good timing. Comedic timing from Lazord. Lazord. She buttoned her lips and shook her head, hoping that if she decided she wasn't going to, she wouldn't. Instead, she tried to focus on her surroundings. She was sure the girls on the training floor would want all the details. The office level was as beautiful as the rumors hinted smooth, polished, composite floors, and elegant minimalist furnishings brought out the high ceilings and the natural light. Lazord. That's how I was feeling when I was laying pantsless on the bathroom floor like I was zipping through the pneumatic tube. You're having your, um, like, ending of 2001 Space Odyssey. Exactly. You saw yourself older in bed. I did. I woke up in that weird bedroom. Yeah. I was I was saying, don't throw up. You just pointed to the next you. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, arose as a big baby. Lazard swept her past two large desks. One was empty. The other held a familiar face. Hi, Janice. Bila called out as they half-jogged past her. Janice waved and gave her a knowing little wink. Interesting. Janice handled calls from nannies in the field who needed help. She also stopped down once or twice a day to cheer on the new recruits. Janice had been one of two phone reps, but there had been a lot of changes. Mila had gotten the scoop from some of the other trainees. Recently, all the highly experienced nannies the agency was known for had won the Sector Lotto. They had had a pool going for years, apparently, but of course, no one ever expected them to actually win. But they had won big and basically all quit en masse, leaving the agency to recruit and train replacement nannies as quickly as possible. Can that be one of the things we do now as a small company with four people. Yeah, can we do lottery pools? <laughs> can we buy nothing but lottery tickets with our Patreon money? Powerball? You talking Powerball? Yeah, you know, the big game, the big one. No, I'm talking scratch-offs. <laughs> yeah, sure, Powerball. Let's go big on Powerball. And then, you know, when we're at the water cooler and one of us wins, we all get a little piece. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then we quit. Then we all quit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or we quit our real jobs and we do this full time. Or we quit both. <laughs> yeah, we quit both. We go, <laughs> what, start a live farm on a or something? Beach. Yeah. A beach. Oh. Yep. Wow. I'm going to start getting, I'm going to invest in pneumatic tubes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, never mind. Never mind. Just trying to get some team spirit here, some yeah. synergy. I, will, I won't come looking you for an angel investment. And your Q, Q1 review is going to be poor. You are going to be sad you missed out on being a founder of Tube Corp. Anyway, what's going on? She's still in the tube? That's not right. She's talking to Janice. What's, I did, when did she get out of the tube? All right. She's out the tube. She's in the main office. Thank the stars. Madam Bank cried out from the threshold of what promised to be a very luxurious office. Come in. Come in quickly now. Mila obligingly broke into a trot. Once she was in the office, Madam Bank closed the door behind them. Place your hand on the glass to be scanned. Madam Bank said briskly, we have to chat while they do the background check. I already uh, had a background check, Madam. Mila said politely as she looked around the opulent office. It should be in my file. This client requires up-to-the-minute files and a deep-dive background. Client? Mila echoed, placing her palm on the glass. She was pretty sure the usually serene Madam Bank would literally explode if she didn't get the scan started right away. But there had to be some mistake. Mila was still months of training away from being ready for a client. We received an emergency call a few minutes ago from Sir Banks. Banks? Banks? As in... Inks? Jar Jar? Madam Banks said, tapping in the air above her bracelet. Wait, Banks and Banks in the same book? Banks and Banks. In a way that told Mila she had paid for priority rush upload on the scan, a nanny is needed immediately on Ulfgaard. Ulfgaard? It's like a fucking Skyrim city. Do you know the story of Ulfgaard? Madam Bank asked gently. <laughs> Mila nodded. Of course she did. Every school child in the galaxy knew the story of Ulfgaard. Damn. Uh, not long ago, the dictator. All right, there's. <laughs> <laughs> not long ago. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Ulfgaard, uh, Big Binks. Biggs. Hey, what is this? Is this still page one? Jason Biggs. What do we get? Jason Biggs. The Jason Biggs family is in need of a galactic nanny. All right, we get it. We get it. She's going to Ulfgaard. She's going to watch Baby Binks. Let's stop there. Let's stop there, he says. Boss man says, let's stop there. We stop there. Uh, I'd like to address a couple inquiries from before, if that's all right. Okay, yeah, sure. What do we got? So, can you sue someone if they give you tummy troubles? Okay. No. Damn it! Unless. What? Unless. They punch you. If you die, you can file a wrongful death lawsuit. Hey, I'm married. I will let my wife know. Well, how you can't file anything when you're dead. File it from the grave. My wife will be filing suit upon my death in 40 years to your child for giving me tummy troubles in the year 2024. Uh... Be ready for a countersuit. Secondly, that large, red, hairy guy, Looney Tune figure, uh -huh. mm -hmm. his name is Gossamer. Oh, beautiful. Well, I feel honestly uh, both proud and ashamed that you took notes on all the dumb shit we just <laughs> said. <laughs> nobody's ever... Nobody's... His, uh, his description on uh, Wikipedia is pretty good, though. Oh. <laughs> his body is perched on two giant tennis shoes, and his heart-shaped face is composed of only two oval eyes and a wide mouth with two hulking arms, ending in dirty clawed fingers. Yeah, I can picture him perfectly in my head. That's Drazor, or what a Lazor. Gossamer, save like a makeup line too. Yeah, uh huh. Apparently, in a one episode, a mad scientist was trying to use him to catch Bugs Bunny. Wow. And um, classic episode. Promised him a reward of spider goulash for capturing the rabbit. Oh wow! That's what we were dipping at Ganesha's party the other night. He's a eater, huh? Well, thank you. I feel, uh, yeah, okay. I like having the real-time fact check of all the things I forgot I said 10 minutes ago. <laughs> it makes me feel like this is a real podcast, finally. After seven years, we're finally in the big time. All right, you ready to jump ahead? Yeah. Is there any more notes, Phil? No, that's it. Go ahead. Okay, all right. Next section, I will expect more notes. We'll be right back with the next page of Alien CEO Needs a Nanny by Tasha Black. Tasha. You never know. All right, we're back and we are reading Alien CEO Needs a Nanny by Tasha Black. Ganesh, what's next? What's next? 
This is from Milo's perspective again. Very good. Like a little consistency. Milo was feeling much more put together and competent when she finally came downstairs for the second time. She was wearing a, another pretty dress with pockets and another pair of boots that looked like they'd be great for exploring the neighborhood. Boot cut lug nut. Boot cut lug nut. Got my little dress on. Mm-mm-mm. And she was 15 minutes early. Having checked the schedule, she knew Mr. Stark would be in the sunroom with Nico to play with puzzles. And sure enough, she found them sitting on the sunroom floor with Nico and Mr. Stark's knee. How do you know? How do you spell that? <laughs> it's a lot of A's in there. S T A A R K. Oh, Doran. Oh, this is Doran. Dar Doran. Doran Stark. Stark. So everybody on that planet is having a stroke. A colorful block puzzle floated over a disc in front of them. Mr. Stark Damn. was quietly talking with his son as they each touched pieces, which flipped and turned in response. Damn, a colorful block puzzle floating over a disc is some serious space baby technology. Soft light poured in the window behind them, playing on the highlights in Mr. Stark's hair and painting them both in a glow that made them look like a picture in a storybook. Good morning again, he said, glancing up at her. What's his voice? Like, can you say that good morning again? Good morning again. I figured he'd have a more interesting accent with that kind of name, but okay. Good morning again, she told him, gathering her skirt around her. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just hearing good morning again, so many. <laughs> you always do that on a loop? Good morning again. Good morning again. <laughs> good morning again. <laughs> and good morning again. And they went back and forth for hours. I just picture your mother-in-law outside the door hearing... <laughs> Yeah, she's got a cup on the door, listening in. Coming down with a hot slice of cheese pizza, Ganesh behind the door, good morning again. Good morning again. <laughs> good morning again. Good morning again. She's <laughs> like, oh, I'll come back. <laughs> Gathering her skirt around her as she lowered herself to the floor opposite him, he glanced at his bracelet and gave her a nod and a half smile as if congratulating her for being early. How has Nico's morning been so far, she asked. Is there anything I should know about? Mr. Stark glanced up at her, fixing her in his gaze. He had a nice morning. He's calm today. Maybe the excitement of having someone new in the house last night wore him out a bit and helped him sleep better. Ah! He goes out suddenly. <laughs> well, good morning to you too. This is a very interesting puzzle you're working on. Nico made a noise like a family of ducks trying to get each other's attention in a crowded pond. Oh, that's a sound cue right there. Yep. Wow. It sounds like you have a lot of ideas about this. What do you think about the red one? Every time Nico talks, we put little duck quacks in there. <laughs> she pointed to the red one. He looked at it with an amazed expression and she couldn't help smiling. It's good that you talk to him that way, Mr. Stark said suddenly. What way? You don't coo at him, and you respond when he speaks even if it doesn't make sense. Well, it makes sense to him, she said thoughtfully. It's just that I can't understand it, but if we keep talking to him and listening, then he'll get a grasp of the language faster. Quack. Yeah, dude ducks right there. <laughs> Communication is all about more than just words. When Mr. Stark didn't respond, she glanced up to find that he was studying her with the same intense expression as before. Do you not agree? Oh no, I completely agree. They continued talking softly with Nico about the puzzle, but there was something different between them now. Uh-oh. And she didn't quite want to jump to the idea that he respected her, but it felt like he was at least feeling more open-minded than before. Maybe I'm a rube. I didn't clock this as a romance. Did we know this was going to be a romance? Well, you thought there was just going to be a nanny living in a house with a hot alien? and I thought it was just going to be like a, a, a story of small business success. Oh, yeah? He's a CEO. What if he What if he had a competition with her? Oh, uh, if this was like a You've Got Mail kind of thing? No, she shows up to be the nanny, but he's like a sick CEO, has like that mindset to always win, so he's trying to like be the best dad and he doesn't want the kid to like the nanny. That would be interesting. I see. Like the episode of Friends where Freddie Prince Jr. is then Annie to Ross and Rachel's baby. I didn't I didn't catch that one. All I think about is that episode of Friends. Uh, okay, well, uh, yeah, maybe. I would. I honestly think I prefer a romance. And the tubes. Don't forget the tubes. Who, what now? It's a don't forget the tubes. The tweak. I, well, it's always in the back of my head, too. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on out there. Uh, junk in the uh, trunk, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I call my head. He sat with them for a few more minutes until the chime went off in his bracelet. Well, time for me to go to work. Well, I've got him from here, Mila said. Right, buddy? 
Nika squeaked and whacked her on the shoulder, which still wasn't enough to distract her from the shiver of awareness when her hands brushed with Mr. Starks. Ignoring her body's involuntary response to him, she nodded. He have fingers or he got hooves or something? He's got webs. Based on the cover, he has big, strong, masculine human arms, but the head of a ram. He's got ram horns. And some scarring on his body as well. And Nico's got little horns too. Uh, had some scarring on his body. He's sensitive. There's no need to mention that. He's sensitive about that. It's just eczema, dude. Be cool. Yeah, he's got he's got black psoriasis. He's working on it. Is he married? Is there a Mrs. Star? What's he doing with this babysitter? Excuse me, nanny. She live in? Do we know that? I sounded like it. Seems like it. She came downstairs with her dress and her her boots for the neighborhood. That's true. I guess it's hard to go from house to house when you're a galactic nanny. You got to go somewhere for a while. Yeah, unless you want to ride the tubes. Unless you going to ride that interplanetary tube, baby. I got another appointment. Have a productive day, she told him. You too, he said. Wow, what chemistry. His deep voice seemed to caress her name in a way that heated her cheeks. <laughs> oh, damn, heating the cheeks. Which cheeks? You know which cheeks. She turned her attention immediately to Nico, feeling unmoored. What's going on with me? She never had felt an attraction like this before, one so intense it eclipsed her intentions, but it was going to cause her trouble if she didn't keep it to herself. She tried to imagine how furious Mr. Stark would be if he knew, and it was only enough to calm her pulse a little. Yeah, yeah. Fast forward like 20 minutes from now, we're going to hear... Mr. Starks, like, touching her wetness and all that stuff. He's got, like, he's going to have, like, a slug trail behind him. Some gross <laughs> shit. I know how these books go. Mr. Starks <laughs> unfurled his reproduction rod. Like an alien bullshit sex freak. Ready to start our day? She asked Nico. Let's see what's on the docket. Quack. Her bracelet showed her the next few items on the schedule were all things to do outside, which was great. I like how they have futuristic bracelets on. It's like, like just an Apple watch. My bracelet chimed. Oh, an adventure, she told Nico. I've been so curious about this place. Shall we go check it out? They headed out to the foyer where she had seen a cradle remote. Sure enough, it was waiting by the door. The cradle itself was right where she expected, and the trunk on the front porch, it was fancier than anything her family had ever used, but she'd gotten a chance to train with the high-end models in her short time at the agency. Her family are poor Terra 11 farmers. Okay. They didn't have these kind of goods. Yeah, they just had like a little wicker basket. Uh-huh. You know? Yep. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's what Ganesh famously got for his son, a wicker basket. You know, they, the bassinet uh, technology has come a long way, and now they make these ones that just rock your baby to sleep via Bluetooth. Bluetooth? Via <laughs> Bluetooth. The classic rocking chair wasn't good enough. We had to hook this thing up to Bluetooth. What do you do with the Bluetooth? I don't know. I didn't get, we just got a plain old non-rocking stationary bassinet. It, had, it comes with an app on your phone with a big blue button that says rock, and you press it, and it rocks. That's 10... Speed 10. Yeah, speed up to 120 speed. <laughs> <laughs> you get this kid pulling G's. It's got like a bumpy road setting. Yeah, that exists. <laughs> My son only sleeps on the F5 setting. He has to be at a Mach 3 <laughs> to, to doze off. <laughs> so you just got the regular one, huh? I feel like you've like you got some pretty good looking technology over there. For child rearing, we have a noise machine. Yeah, that's nice. What kind of noises does it make? Is it screaming? <laughs> Gunshots, broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your standard issue Brooklyn noise machine. <laughs> Italian yelling. <laughs> no, it's got like, you know, white noise, rain, birds, crickets. Love it, man. That's the good stuff right there. You got any like classical music? Yeah. Uh, he's not really into the classical music. He likes the hard stuff. Oh, Iron Maiden. He likes so something up-tempo. Up-tempo. Yeah, I know he's a Billy Joel man. He started branching out into other classic rock. Like Meatloaf? Like Sum 41? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. That's less classic. I bet he would love Sum 41. Okay, well, I bet he loves Sum 41, said the man about his one-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, give it a try. See what he thinks about fat lip. <laughs> <laughs> Just bleep out that one line. <laughs> he I might not like mom it. should have had a birthday 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 all right are we done with this section it feels like this thing's yeah that feels like a good trailway we got okay. a blushing nanny we got a duck baby we got a uh guy a big guy we got a big strong guy with ram horns and some undefined scars uh and polite polite too he's a ceo okay uh we'll be back 
Oh, Phil, any notes for that section? Uh, no, I wasn't really paying attention, but probably not. Very good. <laughs> that's the kind of that's what we're looking for. That's the kind of energy we need on. Let's stop there. We will be right back with Alien CEO Needs a Nanny by Tasha Black. All right, we got another section locked and loaded for Alien CEO Needs a Nanny. Let's hear it. Is this sexy? Is this going to be sexy? Is this section going to be cool? Pretty cool. All right. This is from Mila's perspective. It's all from Mila's perspective as far as I'm aware. I want to hear it from Nico's perspective. It's just quacking. <laughs> just some 41 fat loops. <laughs> he's got his baby Bluetooth rocker going 150 miles per hour blasting some 41. Yeah, he set it to rattlesnake mode. <laughs> <laughs> Put my kid on frappe, put on some pop punk. <laughs> Mila shivered in Duran's arms. She was feverish with need, like nothing she'd ever experienced before. Will you let me bring you pleasure? His question echoed in her head, and she nodded, uncertain how much more pleasure he could give. Already, his every touch sent tremors of sensation pulsating through her body. Told you, 20, like, look at this. Here we go. Now we're going to get into the You're right. stuff with uh, him on all fours, barking like a dog. Who knows? <laughs> That's how people of his kind mate. Her belly ached with need, and even his breath against her neck felt like a caress. He pressed his lips to her neck as if in answer. She surrendered herself to his heated breath and clever mouth. Oh, 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 is he telling like riddles? As he teased his way down to the place where her dress met her collarbone, he stood with her still in his arms and carried her out of the library through his office and up the stairs to her room. She thought about what was coming next and was surprised to feel only desire and no fear. While Milas had certainly had a girlhood crush here and there, her actual romantic experience consisted of a few stolen kisses in the barn from one of the younger farmhands. Oof, good. That was a farmhand. And the tiny one-room city apartment she shared with her parents allowed no privacy even to explore her own desires. Doran placed her gently on her feet beside the bed. She whimpered at the loss of his big body against hers. Patience, little one. Uh, Let me no. see you. Good lord. What's up with this? Erotica is just... Where's his wife? Where is she from? Where is Mrs. Stark? Where's Nico, for that matter? What's he's fucking vibrating half to death in the other room? His hands were so gentle as he unfastened her dress. Cool air from the room swirled around her as Ooh. it slid to the floor. This chapter is cool. She was naked for now, but the lacy panties the sales girl had insisted she needed. Her bare nipples tightened. Oh, Mila. Where'd she go? Galactic TJ Maxx? <laughs> He murmured, pulling her close as if he lost his own patience and crushing his mouth to hers once more. <laughs> teeth breaking. Teeth on teeth. It's like a can of squirt. Just Can I get a it. sound effect of teeth on teeth? Nope. No. Don't want to hear it? She pressed herself against him. The material of his shirt lightly abraded her sensitive breasts, making her moan against his mouth. His big body rippled with tension under her hands. She stroked his muscular chest gently as he kissed her, but the tension in him only seemed to mount. Lie down, he whispered. Oh, wow, sexy. Pulling back and guiding her to the bed, she crawled up to her pillows, a shiver of need going down her spine. Lying on her bed, she watched him gazing at her, his eyes hazy with desire. She waited for him to remove his own clothing, but instead he crawled up onto the bed, caging her head in his arms. He's wearing a full three-piece suit. I don't have a lot of experience, she whispered. Good. <laughs> you don't need it. I will teach you all you need to know. Oh, dear. In time for tonight, I only want to learn what pleases you. She felt her cheeks heat. Man, she's got a pair of hot cheeks, I tell you. She's got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I was I was dealing with a really terrible case of hot cheeks the past couple of days. You're looking kind of red. Yeah, it's spreading. Though her self-consciousness was tempered with a longing to learn what pleased him too, Doran pressed a kiss to her forehead and pulled back to gaze into her eyes once more. Are you ready? Yes. He kissed her mouth ardently, stopping only when she had to gasp for breath. <gasps> Jesus. My word. <laughs> Stop. Wow. That's the move right there. You're so beautiful, he growled. <sighs> that sounds like the first time he's had sex. 
<laughs> he nuzzled her breast, stroking her side with his hand. She moaned, lightly arching her back when he licked one nipple into his hot mouth. It's always a hot mouth. She whimpered and slid her hands up to his horns, wow. stroking them Jer gently, jerking off his horns, willing herself not to use them to pull his mouth closer. What if one just fell off? <laughs> uh, I'm bolting. This never happens. <laughs> I uh, I broke your uh, horn. <laughs> this has never happened to me before. My horns are usually sturdy. When her hips began to tremble, he abandoned her breasts, pressing wet kisses to her belly. As he lowered himself down her body, she gasped in a breath when she realized what he was planning to do. I gotta tell you guys, I genuinely prefer... The solo male masturbation oh, scene my. from the last book to this. Hey, again, patreon.com slash let's stop there. $5 a month and you could get this man reading male solo masturbation scenes in your headphones. Just check it out if if you're interested. It was a high point and low point for the show. Just a man jacking off. I mean, we've read a lot of these books. It was a change of pace. It was, <laughs> it was I will say. It was pretty well written for a scene of a man literally just masturbating. I mean, at one point he just, he put his hands on his legs with the erection and was just screaming, right? Yeah, yeah. We were weaving in and out from masturbation to inner turmoil to like memories of like days gone by. It was honestly, the prose was impressive considering the subject matter was tawdry. <laughs> this is a little bit too uh, earnest for my liking. This is too gentle for me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take out your big alien lasso and roper. Throw her around. You want to see what he's working with, huh? You wanna... I want to see the what's going on. Take off that three-piece suit. Speed it up. We, we ain't got all day. What's his name? Glabar? No, Doran Dar Stark. <laughs> Duran, take it out. Whip it out. She gasped in a breath when she realized what he was planning to do. He lifted his head from her inner thigh, fixing her in his gaze, his eyes flashing with a fiery light. He waited as if for her to protest. You're you're gonna kiss me down there? You're gonna lick my Pringle? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You're gonna kiss me down there? <laughs> Isn't that like a direct quote from Cruel Intentions? <laughs> you gonna kiss me down there? You gonna do that down there? <laughs> Down there with that hot mouth. What are you doing down there with that hot mouth? Too hot. Hot. <laughs> it's like a pizza oven. I'm not used to getting with you hot-blooded alien bulls. I want to. <laughs> I want it very much, but only if you want me to. I want to do that down there. <laughs> if you would allow me. She bit her lip, half wild with need, but also embarrassed. She nodded her assent, and instantly his mouth was on her, his tongue drawing a firm line. Whoa! She said. <laughs> Wowza! A flash of pleasure shot through her like electricity, and she cried out in surprise. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> then he was on her. Whoa, dude! <laughs> licking. Whoa! Hey! Then he was on her licking and sucking remorselessly as the pleasure came alive inside her like a hungry animal. Licking and sucking remorselessly. It should be the name of our podcast. Mila lost track of her own sounds as her hips lifted to meet his wicked mouth. I mean, alright. She was desperate for satisfaction, but had no idea how to take it. He hummed as he flicked his tongue. <laughs> Whistle while you work. He's going about this with the efficiency of a CEO. Against a place that filled her with a pleasure so intense it was almost like pain. Oh, I think you're doing it wrong. Your mouth's too hot. Without thinking, she wrapped her hands around his horns. Whoa, dude. Whoa. Whoa. Not the horns, babe. As she chased his tongue for more pressure, he roared against her. Oh, ew. Sucking her pulsating bud into his mouth and <laughs> flicking it with his tongue. No. Oh, you can't. I think it's a misspell. I think it's butt. I think they misspelled that. You can't be talking like that on here. <laughs> this is like, this is a nice refreshing change after last week's total abomination. Yeah, this is nothing, dude. This is like fucking Skinamax. Oh, yeah. Compared to the other shit. Yeah, Skinamax got dropping buds on there. That's right. Oh, Duran, she murmured. <laughs> she felt like... <laughs> Sorry. 
<clears throat> she felt like melted sugar, but his body was still filled with tension. His muscles were so tight that he was practically vibrating with need. Let me help you, she crooned to him. Uh, he's rattlesnaking too. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh, no, my love. Rest now and we'll talk about all of this when I return from my trip. This is the telltale sign this dude just came in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my love. Uh, we will finish this another time. I will be right back. I will see you soon. Goodbye. I will see you in three days. I just have to run to the bathroom very quickly. I have a call. I have to take the call. <laughs> I hear my pager in the other room. I have very important business to attend to. His work trip had been clearly marked on the schedule when she first saw it. She thought it would be a nice break from him, but now the reminder that he was leaving for days made her chest feel hollow inside. And why wouldn't he let her touch him? Because he don't have no dick. <laughs> Let's stop there. <laughs> it seems as good a place as any to end. I mean, he's an alien. He might have uh, like two butts, one in the front, one in the normal part. Yep. Rare dual butt syndrome. Well, if he's got horns, it's probably like one of those extendo dog dicks, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, extendo dog <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking the whole time about like a big old zebra dick. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I got no shame about it. I'm looking at you on camera this whole time, and you're just thinking about big zebra dicks. That's what I was imagining. I, w I want to say shocked. I thought they were going to describe why a zebra and not like a horse. Uh, well, why the black and white stripes? <laughs> yeah, rams are more like goats. Like whatever a goat has. What do goats have? Are there probably like... a dog dick, dude? It's all the same. What goats it? have hooks? Hooks? <laughs> yeah, it's just a hook. <laughs> Damn, this guy's got a hook. Can we get a fact check on that? Yeah, you, uh, the yeah. fact checker just told you this. Source says... He just Googled goat dicks. Hooks. Google goat dicks and see what you find. I'm not even looking that up. I know it's right. That's not your work computer, is it? Nope. I migrated to my personal because of these very situations. And since Ganesh is clear that this is not work, this is absolutely not your work computer. You are not an employee. No, we're a family. A family. This is your family computer. <laughs> Look up goat dicks. <laughs> do it, son. I do have a couple uh, notes for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's hear it. I looked up, are there alien CEOs? I asked my sources, are there <laughs> alien CEOs? And I just got articles about Elon Musk. Wow. That's, damn. Current events. What else? Is that it? Oh, that lady mentioned uh, pain and pleasure and all that, and I wanted to say that uh, pain for pleasure is a fantastic Sum 41 song. Wow. Now that <laughs> oh, is relevant. Okay. This yes, is where it really good. pays off to have the ombudsman, the fact checker. Producer Phil. And that's it. Thank you. All right. I take it the next section's the last section. Is it? We've done three. This episode's like an hour long. What are we doing? A 90 minute episode here? I don't care. Fuck it. We started late. Let's go late. Let's go to 4 a.m. We'll do two quick sections. All right. You're the boss. I mean, you're the uh, father of the family. Okay. We'll be right back with uh, Alien CEO Needs a Nanny by Tasha Black. All right, let's go. Alien CEO needs a nanny by Tasha Black. Ganesh, give us what we want. Let's see that hook. This is from Duran's perspective. Ah, uh, my hook went off early. Duran was exhausted by the time he headed to bed. Filky had pushed his way into an invitation and Duran had indulged him. <laughs> Filky? Can you spell that? Filky. Filky? Filky. Is that a person? I suppose. Can you spell it? Can you spell it? F-I-L-K-E-Y. Okay. Filky Filk. Just as reminiscent of Phil Karstetter. So I thought maybe <laughs> he had, you know, gotten in the book. He had been looking forward to time with Mila, even though she was mad at him, but he felt relieved when she excused herself early. The way Filky looked at her made Duran practically vibrate with possessive rage. Damn, imagine if a little pervert named Filky came and snaked your woman. But the mate bond was never to be sealed, and more likely than not, Mila would be off-world as soon as his payment to her cleared. Things are rocky, it sounds like. He reached his rooms and stripped down for a shower. He washed both of his butts. <laughs> oh, the hot water felt incredible. Crunching numbers and negotiating all day had always energized him in the past. His hunger for a deal was the gift that allowed him to rise up higher in business than anyone could have imagined. What does that do for you? Me? Not much. Losing my hook. He's like the alien Kevin O'Leary, is what I'm gathering. Wow. wow. Mr. Wonderful himself. But tonight he felt battered and tired. Oh, I want her arms around me. I want to drown myself in her scent. 
He had craved female companionship for many reasons over the years, but never for comfort. As he stepped out of the refresher, a towel wrapped around his waist, there was a light tap on the door. Mila jogged over and opened it. Oh, Mila, come in. He stepped back and she slipped inside, though it was not clear that she was trying not to look. He caught her eyes sliding down his muscular torso. Belatedly, he realized that his scars were on full display. <laughs> My eczema. Oh, don't look there. Don't, no, 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 no. He spun to her, wishing he could bury himself in the ground rather than have her see him. But she didn't look horrified. Her eyes were still wide, but her lips were slightly parted, and as he watched, her pert pink tongue darted out to lick them. Wait, what's she, what's she looking? What's she looking at? Unclear. Oh. She's licking. She's just licking the air. His scars? She looked like she wanted him more than her next breath. This is a dream. It has to be a dream. Mila, he said again, trying to find the words to tell her how glad he was that she was here. Now he can explain to her about the mate bond and about what they would be to one another. You can't do it, she said suddenly, her clear voice cutting through his haze of lust like a knife. Can't do what? You can't do any of those horrible things to that poor farmer. It's immoral. Rage filled him as he realized she had come in here to scold him, not make things right between them. It's business. Letting business get in the way of pleasure, eh? Morality has nothing to do with it. Well, what about the Fender's Kip Convention? You cared about right and wrong and property ownership when the Soar Association wanted to take your house. Well, that was illegal. There's no law to protect that stubborn fool from what I'm about to do. There's more politics and bureaucracy in this book than I realized. Is he still nude in the shower? Where's the dick? He's butt naked, dude. Where is the dick? Where's the dick? His dick and his scars are out, or his butts, or whatever the fuck he's got going on down there. I'm not seeing a description of his penis. Now how about an illustration? That I could probably whip up for you during this break. <laughs> Let's stop there. Let's stop there. Wow. That was really quick. Wow, all right, you were kidding. Jeez, well, a little bite-sized morsel. I was trying to find dick. Oh, you were. And you thought that would be a perfect scene to find it, standing fully nude, talking business. All right. Well, that was about the fastest thing I think we ever read on this show. <laughs> Let's uh, jump to the end, I guess. All right. We'll be right back with the last page of Alien CEO Needs a Nanny by Tasha Black. All right, this is the end. The End of Alien CEO Needs a Nanny. Book four in the Alien Nanny Agency series by Tasha Black. Ganesh, let's go. When they reached a grassy area near a pretty foundation, Duran stopped suddenly. Mrs. Beisel was sitting on a picnic blanket with Nico. They were happily working on a floating puzzle together. When Mila turned back to Duran, he was- All the puzzles float in this world. Pretty cool. What else floats? Probably a lot of stuff. Poops. Hope. Wow. Yeah, Hope Floats. Sandra Bullock, 1997. Enjoy it, fellas. You need to fact check on that one. All right. Mila Jensen, he said softly, will you marry me? Oh, okay. He held out a band of shimmering gold with a teeny tiny small diamond twinkling on it. Teeny tiny, wow, cheapskate, Jesus. We already made it, she breathed. I want us to be married before your parents come. It will mean something to them, and maybe you... Two? So mated and married are a little bit different. Yeah. Clearly didn't mate with the first lady he had Nick Owis. Immaculate conception. <laughs> it came popped right out of his front butt. Mama, my parents are coming? She asked. There's a huge plot of land waiting for them if they want it. Maybe he seeds with his mouth. That's an interesting take. <laughs> Like, you know, when he was going down there, maybe he like, <laughs> he regurgitates a little seed out and spews it up. Going down there. That's what he was doing down there, for sure. I don't know what. Believable to me. I'm still unclear on goats. So. I still have no <laughs> hint of, there's no hint of his dick in this book. So yeah, it could, anything is possible. Not a whiff, not a whiff of this guy's uh, 
Wait, not, not a oh. whiff of dick in this book. What is going on here? Something's awry. I located and brought back your old flock of field vodka, and they need a place to be cared for. But I'm hoping your parents will hire people to work the land and move to soar with us. There's a cottage available two doors down from ours. Oh, really? Really. I've never met your parents, but I abducted their livestock, and now they're going to have to come live here. And uh, tend to the fields. <laughs> and clean up uh, the animal poop. The yaka poop. And if there's something else that would make you feel this way, you only have to tell me. Oh, Duran, she said, feeling tears of happiness slide down her cheeks. But first, please, will you marry me? <laughs> he asked again. <laughs> oh, yes, of course I will. After we wed, I will finally reveal to you my hook. Of course I will, Duran Star. Then he was on his feet, spinning her around, kissing her like his life depended on it. She said yes? Miss Biasall asked. Duran placed her gently back on her feet so they could receive their first congratulations. Nico reached his little hands for her, and Mila took him, holding him close and inhaling his sweet baby scent as he quacked like a duck. Mrs. Biasall embraced Duran and, and gave him a whack on the arm. Don't screw this up, Stark, she's teased. If you ever have a disagreement, just assume she's right. She's the rightest thing that ever happened to me, Duran said. Mila was too overcome with emotion to speak. I'll never, ever, ever in my life ever let you go, he whispered into her hair as their little family held each other under the graceful trees and brilliant sky. The end. Wow. Three cheers. Bravo. Brava. These crazy kids did it. Honestly, pretty sweet little romance. Nah. Nah? I mean, no, it was. But oh. He wanted more dick. Just a little. He was hunting for dick. It's control F. Can you control F? Uh, dick, penis, hog, member. Yeah, ball sack, testy, cummer. I will search for uh, penile tube. Okay, no penis, no dick. Butts? With an S? Yeah? Yeah, I think he has a human penis. Oh, it says that Boring, human. boring. No, but just... It describes it that's, human life. Yeah. Just the general motions that she's performing on him makes me believe it is a human penis. Damn, I was hoping it looked like well, Pikachu's tail. Uh, case closed. We solved the mystery. We beat the book. But is it scarred? A question for another day. Who cares? Uh, okay. I don't care about any of this. That's the end of the book. Oh, dear. It's uh, just for the record. Just want this on the record. It was huge. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, that really cha changes my mind about a lot of this. All right. And oh. soft and velvety. Oh. Oh, well. Velvety. Velvety. Like a rope. So just picture that. We could end this episode. All right. I'm picturing it and I'm done with it. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. Well, that's it. Phil, any last notes for us here? Uh, yeah, I would like to note that uh, Hope Floats, directed by Forrest Whitaker, came out in 1998 and not 1997, as Shane had noted. Ouch! Wow. Egg on the man's face. Well, you know, there's been like 2,000 years of recorded history here, and I was one year off, so it's pretty good. That's true. In the grand scheme of years, you were quite close. We'll chalk that up as a victory. Better luck next time. All right. Boris Whitaker directed that? Yes, sir. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Is Sandra Bullock in it? She is. That's what I thought. She plays Bertie Pruitt. Yeah. Wow. Bertie Pruitt. Yep. Okay. Good note to end on. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Chris Linguist for our art, Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to Big Phil Karstetter for our production, putting in all those quacks. Uh, thanks to you for listening. Patreon.com slash let's stop there. $5 a month. Are you giving me the wrap up slime? <laughs> no, I'm cheer cheering oh, you Oh, you're on. cheering us on. Okay. I thought it was, it's like, damn. I'm giving you slime. the this. Yeah. You're giving me, you're giving me the RC. I'm not Hall doing this. Dog. Pound. Yeah. Okay. I'm into that. Uh, okay. Patreon.com slash let's stop there. $5 a month. You get uh, every other episode we release on Patreon, including last week's totally carnal disaster. Oat milk, something or other. Let's stop there.com. Is that our website? Yeah, it is. Let's stop there you on tell social me. media. <laughs> Hit us up. Uh, rate and review. Five stars. Six stars if they let you. You don't even know the URL of your first bookmark on your work computer. Uh, yeah, there. Well, yeah, there it is, right there. No, I've blocked. I've blocked it out permanently. I'm gonna delete it actually, so this never happens again. 
um, if you join the Discord, or yeah, if you join Patreon, you get to join our Discord and request books just like this one. Thank you, uh, who Constructor. Constructor, thank you for requesting this book. It was actually a good one. I'd read more from this series. I had a good time. Only if they tell us a little bit more about the dicks. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's it. That's all. Thanks for listening. Oh, 567-309-0357. Give us a phone call. Leave us a voicemail. We'll read it on the show or listen to it on the show. Anisha, you have to... I got an email again today about this voicemail. Phone number. Then do it. You have to do it. It forwards to your phone. You have to do it. I can't do it. Just look at the email and follow the instructions and just make the phone number work for the people. I don't take my orders from you. We are... Oh, now we're not a family, are we? You piece of shit. <laughs> you just remember who's, who's in charge here. Damn. <laughs> Wow. All right. Bad dad. The more people we add to the show, the bigger the union. All right. That's it. The end. We'll catch you next time on Let's Stop There. Bye-bye.